And by the way, mm-hmm. we're just doing like this little laid back New Year's Day thing. This is the first podcast coming out for 2023. Welcome. Hope you guys had a good 2022. We're going to talk a little bit more about that stuff. And uh, But we're just having a conversation about our experiences at the Olympia and just having a day to just right. hang out, get the year started right. Exactly. Also, catch up a bit. Yeah. And also, too, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about plans for 2023. I want to hear what Steve has to say. We're going to talk about the things that we're grateful for that happened in 2022. And I just made a clip. Check this out. I'm going to see if I can pull this up before we start here, because I think you'll appreciate this. Um, Let's see. Where would I have saved to that? It would have been in a file. Here it goes. Check this out. It's about 45 seconds. Because testosterone will increase dopamine in a almost a, a one-to-one correlative relationship. No kidding. Now, when we think about it, and the first part of it involves motivation and drive, right? So people that are using testosterone, in particularly super physiologic doses, are going to feel more like, more driven, um, yeah more motivated getting up out of bed in the morning is is easier movement feels good you can't wait to get to the gym you can't you know you can't wait for the next uh the next workout even next set you want to just jump in and do it well that's testosterone impacting dopamine and activating that reward circuit that motivation circuit it just blows me away because you i i mean i think anybody Mm -hmm. who's ever run gear especially like super physiological levels you feel that focus i've always attributed that directly Mm -hmm. to testosterone but no it's dopamine uh acting in concert with it so i thought that was cool yeah so so as i knew about that for a while um and actually what you can do when people go off bct you can actually increase their dopamine levels with l-dopa and force colon and vitamin B6, ah, right, the P5P L-tyrosine. variety. That actually, uh, yeah, to a certain extent. And that actually makes the coming down period a little bit easier. So that's what I'll use myself. That makes total sense, man. That makes total sense. Yeah. Because <coughs> a, a lot of people that come off cycle and they feel lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you feel like a lot less motivation. There's no question when you come off. So, so, so first, I, first, I recommended that for the post-contest blues. By the way, you just increase dopamine levels a little bit. And if it doesn't work, well, there's always cabergolan. Yeah. You know, which acts as a dopamine receptor agonist. That, that gets the job done also. And, uh, and then I started recommending it for PCT uh, to some of my clients. For most people, it's not required. But if you come off a hefty cycle... I'd read from a, an off-season into a, like, oh, shit, I want to get my wife pregnant ASAP. Yeah. Yeah, you need a little bit of a dopamine push, you know? Yeah. And maybe plan a little yeah. bit better if your goal is to do a contest prep and yeah. then get your wife pregnant. Yeah. Do the other yeah, way around. Exactly. Wife yeah. pregnant, contest prep. Yeah. You know, next time. Oh, man. Next time. Sc- screaming baby, screaming baby in your ear when you're... Oh, you got nine months, though. You get her pregnant, and then you got nine months. You got a deadline. You got to be absolutely peeled in that nine months because then the baby's coming. <laughs> And that's probably going to be your last show ever. So Yeah, then it's getting, yeah, it's getting over, right? <laughs> so make it count. Anyways, guys, I'm here with yeah, Vigorous exactly. Steve. It is New Year's Day, uh, and we're just going to catch up. We actually got to meet in person yeah. at the Olympia. You'd been in you'd been in the United States for like two weeks at that point. Uh, and oh, one and a half? One yeah. and a half weeks. I think I already, 
I think I already lost my voice by that time, and I'm, I'm slowly losing it again, it seems. Ooh. So I'm going to do the best I can, guys. Yeah, by the time yeah. it was like day two of the Olympia, we were all like, hey, what's going on? All of us yeah. were, you know, because you got to try to yell over sound and, you know, all yeah. of that. So Steve got what I would not call a traditional um, American experience. Like he flew straight into Los Angeles and he saw that. Mm-hmm. And then he went straight to Las Vegas, and then he saw that. These are the only things he knows of America. <laughs> I feel like that wasn't a really good cross-section of what the whole country is like. I think America's I completely like Las Vegas, right? But yeah. you have different themes. So some places are cold, some places have a desert, is where I went. Yeah. Other places are like in a rainforest, you know, in the Mississippi uh, soggy heat, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what America's like, right? Yeah, and then there's like yeah, a right? dancing Mickey Mouse on every street corner and uh, strippers <laughs> that want to take pictures with you constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw a lot of those in Las Vegas, yeah. yeah. Some of them were dressed up as police officers and they started whipping me. <laughs> I wanted to arrest me. <laughs> I threatened Victoria. I was like, let's get your picture taken with those girls. And she just looked at me with yeah. like that. Like it was like a Wednesday Adams death glare is what I got from her. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you think? What did yeah, you think of what did you think of your travels to to the US? Dude, it was great. It was like the best holiday ever. Yeah. I had so much fun. Just straight off the plane, right? The the, the flight there was very smooth. And the flight back was horrible, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um so I, I arrived in LA. I went straight to Cheesecake Factory, which of course in Thailand we don't have. And the last time I went to Cheesecake Factory was in Dubai, like four or five years ago. Okay. So that was on my mind, you know, America. Yeah. Check into the hotel, Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. I already had it lined up. I knew exactly where to walk to. I didn't have to check the map. I just walked out to the hotel, up, left, up. Then I realized that these blocks in America are way bigger than you think they are. Oh, yeah. So it took yeah. us like 20 minutes to walk there. Yeah. And then um, and then I, I started meeting fans. Instantly in Los Angeles. So, instantly. That's so cool, man. That's so cool. It was it was so weird because dude I was at at uh, Disneyland right for two days yeah oh, how's my connection is the connection okay you got you know you just got a little bit fuzzy on me I can still hear you one hundred and ten percent there we go Let me close off everything okay okay Let me close off everything okay yeah. so yeah basically straight off the plane I started meeting supporters or fans or whatever of the shows you know, yeah. that we produce and uh, so I've been talking nonstop yeah. The whole the whole time it was great. Yeah, it's great to meet all these people and and see what they picked up of you know collaborations with you and things I did with Bio Bros with Derek and 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 stuff on my YouTube channel. Yeah. So I I've been just talking 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 and meeting people and it was honestly amazing. I'm, I'm real glad that you had that experience, man. Because yeah. it is it is unique. It is different to actually from our end of things because guys and by the way Mm -hmm. we're just doing like this little laid back new year's day thing this is the first podcast coming out for 2023 welcome hope you guys had a good 2022 we're going to talk a little bit more about that stuff and uh but we're just having a conversation about our experiences at the olympia and just having a day to just hang out get the year started right also catch up a bit yeah and also too uh we are going to talk a little bit about plans for 2023 i want to hear what steve has to say we're going to talk about the things that we're grateful for that happened in 2022 so anyway back to the conversation yeah man i remember the first time i went to the arnold classic after having started a podcast and back then it was only audio so people would really have to know you in order to recognize you because there were no pictures you know 
I think I think like I followed advices since episode two, I think, or one of the earlier really? episodes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I went straight from geared up to advices um, because advices was or geared up was kind of turning into a, I don't know hate fest. Yeah, and uh, it did that and, after and a you while. still kept it real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you kept it real, you know, the hardcore bodybuilding information. So I moved over here, and uh, but I had no idea what you looked like. Yeah, because yeah. I think on the website there was no picture of you, and you weren't on YouTube. Yeah, you know, and you didn't have a Facebook group at that time. So we're like, magical Scott McNally. How big is he? Yeah, <laughs> you know, he sounds. I, he knows a lot. He sounds huge. <laughs> I always tried to keep it honest, though. You know what I mean? I I've never wanted yeah. to deceive people and make it sound like I was some sort of IFB pro or you know what I mean? It's like, right. and I yeah, think that's right. the most important thing. I was just talking to a girl the other day, uh, Rachel Irons, who's mm-hmm. helping me with Instagram stuff now, helping me with reels. Thank oh, you for that, you. Rachel. Um, she's awesome. the first employee, the actual employee that we have for Think Big now, and. Uh, she was saying she wanted to start a podcast and I told her, she was like, but I, I don't feel like I'm you know, educated enough. I told her, well, listen, anybody can really do it. And there's different points of view you can have and you can be the interested newcomer and getting to talk to all sorts of great people who have a lot of knowledge. You know, that is that is a way to get your foot in the door of being able to help educate right. people is by sharing other people's education. And that's what I had done for a number of years as I've, you know, built my own education up too and had my own experiences right. through coaching and contest prep and all of that. But yeah, anyway. You start, yeah. Give, you start giving back and as long as you're consistent, I think anybody, there's, there's room for everybody here. Yeah, you know, if you've done media. a show, and somebody else hasn't done mm-hmm. a show, then you have more information mm-hmm. than them. And I do think that nowadays people are yeah, straight, more interested. Straight to coaching, right? You do yeah. one show, last place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And you put it on your on your Instagram bio, I've competed and now I'm a coach. Yeah. But there is something yeah. to be said. I yeah. think people are interested now in learning from the person who's a step ahead of them or two steps ahead of them versus learning from the person who's already you know made it and successful and is 30 steps up, you know? It's more understandable, relatable. Yeah, sometimes there's a huge learning curve. That's what I noticed, like in some of your content with uh, Scott Stevenson. Yeah, right. It goes very in depth, and then some of my videos, and then so it's 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 for some people it's just too much information. Agree. I have to come back maybe one or two years later when they really you know get their foot in the door and really start doing their own research. Yeah, and they start understanding the terminology and like, okay, it finally makes sense, you know. Yeah. But so, so I, you know, I, I remember my first experience and meeting a handful of people at, at like the Arnold and each year that had grown, which has been so awesome to see. And um, I mean, your YouTube following is bigger than ours by like threefold, I think. So, I mean, I could, it, I, yeah. I got to see firsthand. I cheat, I cheat though. I, che- I cheat. I cheat with my subscribers. How's that? I'm very controversial. I'm very controversial. <laughs> yeah, you, you you did some controversial <laughs> stuff in 2022. Yeah. I mean, not yeah, yeah not a yeah. ton, but right at the end, you made sure you got your, right your quota yeah, for yeah. controversy. Yeah, I met my target of seventy thousand subs. Yeah, well, you hit yeah, it. That's the only way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People gotta, gotta slime into me. Wait, wait until Nick Trujillo gets this clip. Yeah. Um, comment below, no, guys. Like, yeah, comment below. <laughs> So I think I think doing collaborations helps a lot, right? Because I remember when I when I reached out or I told people to subscribe to your channel because I mean you deserve just as many followers as I do. Thank you. But it's hard to grow this kind of, yeah, but it's hard to grow this kind of content, you know, if you're really 
long-winded and then really go into depth because a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people can't keep up with that stuff. So yeah. I know how hard it is, but I had, I had a huge lift off from Derek and a couple other channels that really gave me a good push, right? And then you deserve all the pushes. But I think next year, I mean, judging by the response at the Mr. Olympia, but both you and me, I mean, I'm pumped so to see what happens, watching. man. I'm pumped to see what happens. Yeah. And if you guys aren't subscribed to Steve yet, I encourage you to. You've put out a ton of great stuff, and I know that you're genuine in what you're doing, and that's why I personally believe in what, what you're doing. But I am so glad that you got to meet people firsthand because you've been so removed from yeah. it all the way over there in Thailand. You know, you, you haven't got to meet a lot of the U.S. listeners, any of the U.S. listeners until no. now. So that was no, cool. only the ones that came to Thailand. You know, only the ones that came to Thailand. And then when I went to Dubai a couple times, I met a lot of listeners for the Dubai Muscle Show and some of the pro contests there. Yeah. And now that Thailand's opening up, you got some Thai pro contests here. So they meet people backstage and they're like, dude, I can't believe you put all this information out for free. Yeah. So what do you mean? I said, well, I follow your channel. I applied everything what I listened and learned from your channel on this and this and this athlete. Yeah. And they're all shredded, right? And they all placed like top three in the <laughs> class. I'm like, holy shit. I love that. I didn't realize that was going to happen. And then when you come to the U.S., and you see how many people do. People, IFB pros were stopping their booth to come yeah. talk with me walking around to the, the meet and greet. Yeah. Like, I thought people were here to meet the pros, not me. Yeah. We saw so, your, yeah, yours at the, the last night when we went out. So we went yeah. out to Cheesecake Factory again. I don't know how many times you ate at Cheesecake Factory while you were there. Four? <laughs> <laughs> well, your last and final meal, uh, we saw yeah. yours on the, right outside of the, uh, the the Cheesecake Factory. Looking really dapper yeah. in a suit, too. Just like hanging out. You look great. Looking yeah, cool. You look fucking very you know, good, yeah. Being a top Olympia no, player. Chiseled face. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Three top three. I mean, he must be in cloud nine, of course, moving up steadily with yeah. his coach, uh, Steve, Stefan Kinzel, yeah. the boss of Outlaw on Instagram. He also coaches Wesley Vissers and one of my friends here in Thailand. Yeah. And, um, and he said, yeah, you're in Thailand, right? Yeah, watch some of your stuff. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's so cool, yeah. man. It's so, so cool. Yeah, it I is. Love, yeah, it is. I love that. Yeah, so it, yeah, how it was is, that cheesecake, is. by the way? We both got a slice of cheesecake, but we took it home that <laughs> night. <laughs> so I, I walked, we walked a little bit to the Mirage. Um, mm. Oh, how's, how's, how's the internet? Okay. I wonder why it keeps going out back. a little bit. Yeah, my wife's still, probably scrolling on Instagram. Uh, babe, it's still babe. clear. Yeah, it's still clear? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I walked home with that cheesecake, but I went through the Mirage because yeah, I we, remembered at the fountain, you told me, at the fountain and, and that the whole volcano was going to go. So I was like, man, I better capture that on, on camera. But we got there. Yeah, because we were staying at the Mirage. So we all walked back to our place together and then right. we parted ways. But it was like not for 45 minutes. Did you guys wait and actually see it? Yeah. What's another what's another 30 minutes? man? <laughs> I mean, it's I've, I've you know, so we, we stood there in the cold just waiting for it because it goes every 30 minutes, I believe. And then every the cheesecake hour. kept yeah yeah every hour something like that yeah. and the cheesecake it just kept sinking and sinking sinking yeah and falling over so by the time i got to the hotel room it was like pudding <laughs> yes yes but it still tasted great yeah thanks yeah. so much no no for it, that we, cheesecake uh, yeah, ours mine did too victoria doesn't eat cheesecake so i got to eat the whole piece yeah. myself it was that red yeah. velvet uh which was like red velvet cake stacked with cheesecake yeah. and the cream cheese frosting yes. on the top Dude, that was stuff yeah. was the bomb, man. It was so you worth go, it. You go right to bed. You, know, you yeah. go right to bed after that and you snore up a storm, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, stop, stop with the snoring, you know? What? 
Yeah, I had a lot of food comas in in America. It was great. Oh yeah, and, and it's in the the cost of food is so much higher there than it is like anywhere mm. else because you're right on the strip. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh-huh. and I know that even regular prices are probably more expensive than Thailand. Like you told me Thailand is very cheap to eat. It's like four, four or five times cheaper in Thailand. Yeah, I believe it. But the it. portions are smaller also. Uh-huh. So, so like the cheesecake here, if you get a big cheesecake, it's maybe a third of the size of the cheesecake that you get at Cheesecake Factory. Oh, okay. And you pay maybe five times less. So I would say that even going to the United States, even though the prices were like four times higher, I, I felt that the meals were at least double, uh, if not three times the size. Yeah. So if you look at it that way, right? In Thailand, I go out with my wife. Yeah. Let's say we order sushi or, or, or some American food, some diner food. I order, you know, multitude of dishes. If I do that in America, I'd be, I wouldn't be able to finish it. So we order two dishes or maybe two small dishes and a starter and share. In Thailand, I would order five dishes. So price-wise, I think we spent about the same amount of money we did in America as in Thailand for a total dinner. But then the tip comes on top, you know, the tip of 20% and the tax and the little extra hidden fees and and then you're suddenly $25 extra. Oh, yeah. Man, where's where's this extra hidden $25 came from, you know? Oh, they really nail you with all the taxes there too and – all the yeah. fees and all that stuff. You get a hotel room, it's like a hundred bucks. But then after yeah. you get like, you know, uh, you know, the the uh what is it like the the club fee. Resort. Yeah, resort fees yeah, resort and this fees. tax and that tax and before you know it, you're up to like three hundred for the same room. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty rough. So if you go to Las Vegas, guys, please prepare yeah. for two people. I would say a thousand dollars per day. Ooh, yeah. If you want to have fun. That's what we spent. Yeah, we spent a thousand bucks a day. You guys like totally lived it up too. You did that helicopter ride. It was like, do you say yeah. it was from nine a.m. to three thirty p.m. something like that? Yeah. So I think they they picked us up at around eight, eight or something. And then of course you have to drive there. It's like a limousine. They say limousine service, but some some ranky dickety van showed up, which was okay. <laughs> I, I I don't mind, you know. But just say limousine. I felt special already. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. For the limousine. And then the guy's calling. There's like a limousine right in front of me. Yeah. Harris. <laughs> and I kept calling the guy. I said, are you in the limousine? No, we're right there at the right share pick. And I walked there. I said, are you Steve? Yeah. Said, yes. Yeah. Get in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so was it just you guys, just you two? Or were there so, other people with you? How did that work? Okay. So the helicopter, we did the extended tour of about $704, which sounds like a lot. But when you break it down to an hourly rate, you're in the air for about four and a half hours or the entire tour is four and a half hours. Okay. So it takes some time to get to the, to the airport. You have to some waiting time, some instructions, and then you're ready to go into the helicopter. So $704 for four and a half hours, that breaks it down to what, 150 bucks an hour. Okay. It's nothing. Yeah. For a big trip you know? like so, that, once in a lifetime American trip to go to see the, you know, sit in a helicopter and thought, do all that. Yeah. yeah I, I thought it was that. super cheap. And I, I, I had a good word with the, um, with, the, with the pilot. I said, listen, I want to film everything. You know, I got my uh, DJI, uh, you know, wireless thing that you can get steady shots, yeah. which didn't work in the helicopter at all because the vibrations just made it go oh. sideways. And at one point, my, my video camera was upside down. It's okay. I just held it like this. Yeah, yeah. I got a nice shoulder pump, you know, <laughs> so my shoulders were fucking sore at the end. Yeah. So he, he put us next to the window. So I got sunlight in the back. So I got a beautiful shots. And then 
On the second trip, he put me on the other side. They got beautiful shots. And then on the way back, I sit in the front. Okay. So I had beautiful shots. Dude, I got the best shots of this entire helicopter trip. So I, I tipped him another 150 bucks, which nice. hopefully is enough, um, you know, because he I gave his prime real estate. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. What do you, so there's there's six people in the helicopter, right? Okay. Um, all, all obviously financially secure because, you know, it's, it's an expensive trip. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I think they tipped about 100 bucks each. Right for two, so I tipped a little bit more because I was so happy with the service. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and, and what, what's another fifty bucks, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, we had a great time. Dude, that helicopter thing was one of the best things I've done in my life. And then I saw that Kuba Seelan, uh, the guy from England, who was there yeah. with Jordan Peters, who did, who was in the hotel room a little bit sick, I believe. Um, he also did the helicopter tour. Oh, did he? I didn't realize but, that. We just talked to Kuba, yeah. Kuba Challen. That's how he says his last name. We yeah, just, Challen. Oh, see. Okay. Yeah, we just talked to him uh, yesterday for It's Just Bodybuilding. By the time this okay. comes out, actually, yeah, so that'll have already. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that'll have happened. So, yeah, he's such a cool yeah, dude. So, so, it's so funny. So, I met him at the, um, at the Mr. Olympia finals at the end when the whole show was done, right? Yeah. And then I saw Kuba. I was like, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey. And, and we started talking, and he's just his first time at the Mr. Olympia also, right? Yeah. So he's like a kid in the candy store, just like me. Like, oh, I can't believe I'm here, and everybody's talking to me. Oh, there's Steve. Oh, there's Milos. Oh, there's, you yeah. know, Samson Dowd. Oh, there's this guy and that guy. And so he, when you look at his videos, he's like the most intense dude ever. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the impression that I would get from his Instagram page and his YouTube channel. He's like the most intense and always serious Hyper focused. You meet him at the Mr. Olympia after party. He's like a little kid in the candy store. He's like, "Oh, can't believe I'm here." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. and that was the same. But that's why that's why it's so good to meet all the people like in real life because you get to see what people really, how they really are, and what they really do, and what they really say. Yeah, because this is just like you know a one hour, two hour interaction that is, you know, between you and me. But the videos that I make, or Cuba makes, or Jordan Peters makes, are all, you know, from a certain angle and you know serious and trying to explain yeah they're trying to capture um, so you're trying to explain and capture one aspect which he is that right. way for that period of time in his life you know what i mean like exactly. when you go in the gym yeah. then he turns that on i totally get what you mean it it was, up, yeah. and it was cool to see you guys or you have so much fun mm -hmm. because I think after a while, when you like Ron and Dusty, and they still had a great time, but like Ron was like, "This is the third yeah, great." He was like, "This is the thirtieth time the 30th. I've been to Vegas." And sometimes I think, and this isn't them, but there are people that are like, oh, "All they see is the negative," and they're like, "Oh, this booth is yeah. smaller," and these guys are assholes. And and I'm not saying Ron and oh, Dusty God. did that; they did not do that. But there are people no, like that, that, you know. And yeah, and so uh -huh. it was awesome to see you just have that like pure excitement like seeing you have fun yeah. was like i had fun watching you have fun put it that way <laughs> that's, that's awesome <clears throat> yeah I, I i saw um dusty and ron at the at the booth and they were very kind and nice and generous with their time also and they seemed to generally enjoy talking with everybody and the fans and you know some people that that compete as well they came by obviously here and there and yeah i really like to see that because i've as a fan of the sport, you go to FIBO, you go to the Dubai Muscle Show, nobody really knows who you are because you're some, you know, obscure coach in Asia, right? Yeah. Nobody has any idea what you actually did for the sport, which is fine. Um, and then you interact with some of the pros or some of the other people in the fitness industry, and you get like a little bit of cold response. Yeah. And you're like, you know, 
you feel a little bit upset. You travel all this way to meet people and then you don't have a good interaction. So I never wanted to make anybody feel that way when they meet me. Yes. Um, and, I, and, I, and I generally like to meet people, you know, from whatever. Like I met people that had no idea who I was. Yeah. And we had a good interaction at the gym or at the venue or at the expo or wherever. Or, dude, I met people in, in line at the Indiana Jones ride in uh, in Disneyland. Oh, you know, did you really? Bullshit for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bullshit for an hour, right? Waiting for the ride. Yeah. And then, you know, people, they start following you on Instagram or, or you follow them back. And then you see that they have a huge social media follow. Or yeah. a very small in, you, social media following. And, and in the end, it doesn't matter because as long as you had a good interaction with people, you know, you kind of keep the sport alive that way because there's so much drama online. Yeah. Um, but in the real world, none of that is there or none. I experienced none of it. Exactly. You know, and I, I know you were concerned about that, you know, that you were going to like, there's going to be like yeah, a little pushback and, you know, I, but, but in the real world, it is different. And I've always said that. I'm glad yeah. that you could see that because you know, there, there's like the online world of bodybuilding and then there's the real world, the yeah. real people that are part of it. And that's what I always want right. to try to, try to communicate to the audience too because this is the way i see it is that you know mm -hmm. i had uh not always been on the inside of things with bodybuilding you know i i started right. out mm -hmm. as a fan of the sport and listening right. to all the podcasts enjoying them and i try to always still remember that place because you know i want to be able to share the other side of things with the people who maybe didn't get a chance to go to the Olympia. You know what I mean? And that's part right. of the reason I want to do this show even is to, you know, kind of right. share that with the people who didn't get a chance to go and, and weren't there, you know, at the booths and stuff. So, and it was so cool, man. We had, we had so many people that showed up um, on Saturday mm -hmm. specifically. Like we were going to stay. Yeah, Saturday was a lot more crowded, right? It's always I, like I that. Think yeah. Friday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause a lot of people are still traveling in. And then they're going to be there for like Saturday night, you know, all that. But, uh, you know, Saturday is the big day and we figured we'd be there for an hour. You know, I like Victoria and I said we'd stay from yeah noon to noon to one. And then by the time we were like the last people there, there were still people coming over and talking. And man, it was cool to see. Like I said, you had so many people that were we didn't even announce that you were going to be with us at the mutant booth. You're with uh, what's, what's the company? Gorilla Mines. Is that what it is? Uh, Gorilla Mines. Yeah. Gorilla yeah, Mines. They, don't have, they didn't have a booth this year, but I think next year they will have a booth. It will okay. be a pretty big booth from what I understand. But they were cool have, uh, you know, with that, you hanging out with us you know and, and yeah not it was super cool yeah uh, yeah yeah not necessarily like representing so, so, mutant, so, so, but being there to hang out and meet people no, just hanging out yeah hanging even out without, meeting people and yeah you know. even without people knowing that you were going to be there they all found you so that was cool too man yeah you know? we were all non-stop getting the chance to meet people and that was my highlight was also, you know it was also fun to see that a lot of people came for victoria Oh yeah, because your 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 wife was there, and then you know Victoria is really off social media most of the time. She posts like one picture every month. Yeah, but she's you know from the, the back end, she's really helping out a lot. A lot of people that you know people probably have no idea who. Oh yeah, um, but she's helping out a ton of people. So it was good to see for her that you know a lot of people would come to her and ask questions, and you know thanks for all the contribution. People that went to Swiss also, right? Yeah, I really enjoyed her talk there. And then you and me are kind of pushing her to get on YouTube a little bit more. Yeah. You know, so I think, I think next year, I think next year that's going to be her breakthrough year. I think so too. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that because I mean, Victoria's knowledge is slightly intimidating um, <laughs> because, yeah, because listen, we spent like hours talking, you know, you, me and my wife and, and Victoria, we spent hours talking over dinner 
and in other places, and then, and then really the, the the knowledge and information comes up. And yeah. I, I think people would, I think the fitness industry would benefit tremendously if she would make a video even once per week, I especially agree. for the females. Yeah, because I, I think she's one of the most knowledgeable people when it comes to the fitness side of this sport, hands down, out of anybody. You know, I, from what I've I talked will. to her in two hours, I was like, oh shit, I need to level up my shit. <laughs> and I, I thought I knew a lot about female hormones and, and the entire female body biology and stuff because I coached my wife for so many years, right? And I, I didn't want to turn her into a, a behemoth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we had to be a bit careful. Yeah, I I would agree oh, with sorry. that. In fact, I would have said that before before her and I were together. Like I've always known that she's yeah. she's had a tremendous amount of information, and you know that that there's a lot of it still. Like she's put out a lot of stuff that now has been appropriated mm -hmm. by others, and because she hasn't spoken it with a super loud voice. Other people have kind of yeah. began to understand that and then claimed it as their own ideas. Um, but the, the reality yeah. is, is that she's the one who's creating these ideas and there's a lot more mm -hmm. of them. So she'll, she has a lot more that she can share. And no, I, I, I will look yeah, forward to that. She's not out of tricks. Yeah. yeah. She's not out of tricks by a long shot. Now, I, and I know how that feels like. So I always used to be like the background coach because, again, when you live in Asia, like bodybuilding is very clicky, right? You have yeah. like little groups of people and, and then, especially in the, in the early days, you compete or you don't compete. And if you don't compete, you don't belong, right? So yeah. I never competed. So I always had that feeling like, okay, do I really belong in the fitness industry? Can I actually coach people or should I even? Because you always had these, heard these guys, uh, this guy's never stepped on stage and he's coaching people. It's, you shouldn't do that, bro. You know? And then I'm sitting here in Thailand, you know, winning all these world championships with clients. And I'm like, okay, am I doing something wrong here? Um, so, so you're a little bit on the background in that sense, but you still get the results, right? With the clients. Yeah. And then over time, you see that your information gets shared by people with bigger names. Yeah. That hurts a little bit. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to get on YouTube because I was kind of tired of seeing my contributions end up on other channels. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, because I was on the back burner or not back burner, I was on the, you know, in the background, yeah. I didn't really feel like, okay, I'm going to step forward and say that it's mine or, or tell these people to say that it, it was coming from me because right, I wanted to be in the background. And then yeah. after a while you get on YouTube, you get comfortable and within two or three years, you're, you know, just as comfortable as the next guy. Yeah. And yeah. Then people it takes time. Say, oh. Yeah. It, take, it takes some time. Yeah. And I think for Victoria will take some time also. Uh, but once she, once she's settled into that YouTube life, get ready for some serious shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I you know what I'll tell you this though too is that no matter what, once you have come up with an idea and you've shared it, it is no longer yours. You know what I mean? You've you've put yeah, it into you yeah. put it into the community, and I know that you understand that because we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. You know, you put it into the community, yeah. and you've you've made the world. You know, maybe a hopefully a slightly better place because of it, and then hopefully, from there, yeah. other people will take that idea, and then they'll build off of it, and it'll continue to grow. Yeah. And I think it the key evolves, is you know. the key is is to make sure that you're sharing your information for the right reasons, because if you're right. not, then you become bitter and angry, and then the next step is is just <laughs> just being constantly upset, constantly calling people out and telling them like say yeah. telling the world like that you deserve the credit for this. When in, yeah, in reality, yeah. you know, once you share that idea, it's the world's idea, and 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 it will get better outside of you. You know what I mean? It started out as something that yeah, you but, came up with, but now it's growing. Now it's evolving. 
other people put their minds to it and it continues to turn into something even bigger than you could have done yourself. So my, my thought is always to just, you know, be free with your information and, and share it. And I think that's what we've always done with the channel. Like I said, otherwise the opposite is you just end up bitter and upset constantly. You yeah, know? I know. Yeah. Yeah. A bitter old man. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. <laughs> I think we all know where this is going. Um, so I remember that, I talked with like Stan Efferding like two years ago, two and a half years ago. Okay. And he sent me a message that I'll never forget it. And I, I thanked for, I thanked him when I met him at uh, at the Mr. Olympia. So I'll do a podcast with him at one point or another. Cool. I'll look forward to seeing. And uh, he's yeah. So he said, just put everything you know out there and put it out there for free. It will come back. Yeah. So I I, I walked up to him three years after the message, right? We didn't really stay in touch. He just told me, he said, just put it out there and good things will happen. Yeah. And I shook his hand and I, and I told him, I said, dude, exactly what you told me I did and exactly what you said what would happen did happen. Yeah. So I'm, I was eternally grateful for that message because this is one of the reasons why I kept going and just put out everything out there for free. And I, I got so much more information to share. Um, it's just a matter of time now because I'm, I'm such high demand. You know, that's cool, man. Now, now that, yeah, now that I give all the information away for free, people still <laughs> want to talk to you because they know that there's, there's more, you can kind of twist it in a different angle to personalize it for them. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, because it's one thing to yeah. share the general insight, but then to actually mm -hmm. customize it for an individual, it's going to be, it's going to look a little bit different for each person. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So even what I notice is that even if you put everything out there, There'll be so much information. I mean, it, it, we're talking about lifetime of learning, right? Yeah. Since 15 years old to 40 years old. And, and, and that's so much information there that it will be almost impossible to piece it together off of my YouTube channel. Um, and otherwise, you're going to sit there for hours and hours and hours learning when in reality, it's probably cheaper and more time efficient to talk to me for 20 minutes or yeah. talk to Victoria or you for 20 or 30 minutes and then have it customized for you. And you're like, you can just say, okay, thanks, thanks so much. I have the solution. I can go about my business and spend these 400 hours that I would have to do researching with my family or, or you know, focusing on business. So yeah, it's, um, I think, I think what Stan Efferding said was really, really helpful. And um, I think a lot of people are understanding this. Like you, you put everything out there for free. You know, Victoria will do the same thing, Derek, and, and a lot of the people on your YouTube channel, right, that contribute with the podcasts. Absolutely. And I think it, it, for, everybody, for everybody, it pays back tenfold. Yeah. But we don't going around, we're not going around, you know, to everybody else on the social media say, I, would be, I did this. Yeah. I, I produced this content. Worship me. Yeah. Respect me for this shit. No, just give it away. And, yeah. and, and the world will be a better place. And then when you go to the Olympia, you see that you're in such high demand that you lose your voice within a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, you know, I yeah, heard because everybody wants to talk to you. You know, <laughs> I heard the same thing from uh, from Dave Palumbo. He had said yeah, on a okay. podcast yeah. years ago. It was like I want to say 2007. I heard him, say, or no, it was mm -hmm. actually before that, 2006. Maybe it was even five, man. Uh, he had was said that on uh, MD or his own. Uh, I can't remember. It was right. In, it was, but it, yeah. if it was in on RX, it was like the first year RX. But I think it was before yeah. that. I think it was on MD, which would have had to have been like two thousand. Uh, gosh, seven, eight, somewhere in there. He said, uh, been around, huh? "Yeah, he had said something yeah. like, uh, you know, if you love what you're doing, keep doing it." keep doing it for free and eventually it will generate money. And at the time, 
um, I had a uh, I had been helping a lot of people on a message board, and I continued mm-hmm. to grow that. And then I started a thread that was just like "Ask me anything" kind of thing. And before you know yeah. it, that thread got like a hundred thousand views and tons of responses. Yeah. and okay. it became like a part time job. It literally did. And I just kept helping, sure. kept helping, and and I answered yeah. the questions I could answer. That's the thing. I yeah. if I didn't know, yeah. it's important. And I think that's a huge thing is being able to know when you don't know something to say, hey, I don't know, but we can look into this and we can try to figure this out. And yeah. that's where you can help to give learn me, to make yourself hour. better. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. That's what I learned from the Q&As or answering questions on Instagram because I would just always go through my messages and answer whatever. Yeah. Now I don't really have time for that anymore. But back in the day when I had small following, I would just answer everything. And if I didn't know, okay, you don't reply. You go research for two or three hours. You find a solution. And then if it makes sense, you can say, well, why don't you look into this? Why don't you look at this? I don't have any experience with it. Right. But maybe consider this option. Then you go give that a little experiment. You figure out if it really works. And now you have information for a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. So this is how you learn. You kind of you learn on the job. And, and the more of these common questions you can answer, I think the better your overall profile in the sport is. Absolutely. You know, and then once in a while, you, f- you throw in these unique situations that can help a very unique circumstance and, a, and a one person only but it's still for the benefit of the community because it's one person that you can help with this yeah you know? all right so, so it's yeah i gotta ask you then what is what was your highlight of coming to i'm not even gonna say come to the u.s i'll just say going to the olympia what was your highlight you can give me you can break it into two if you want to if you want to give me two i think i think just realizing that i actually contribute in such an extent yeah. Um, because so many people came up to me and talked to me and, and, and people had no idea. Like I had no idea the, the gravity of the, of how big the audience was. Yeah. Because like what we, what we discussed before we went live, um, you know, you see those 5,000 views on Instagram or on YouTube and you're like, oh, it's like $5,000 worth of saving. Okay, it's, it's nice, but it, you're, you're not going to do anything with that, you know? And then you realize that 5,000 people in an auditorium is so many people. It's a lot of people. And I, and when I went to the Olympic, that's what I felt like. I was, you walk 10 meters, you meet somebody. You, yeah. you walk five meters, you meet somebody. I was late for the mutant meeting because on the way outside, I kept meeting people. And yeah. I'm not going to be like one of these IFB pros that pretends to be on their phone. Yeah. So I'm busy. I, I'm, I, have to, I have to be at the booth. You know, this trick we all know. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we all know this trick. But I'm, I'm just going to, I wanted to meet the people that are watching my stuff and your stuff and, and they're actually learning and improving their lives. So yeah, I would yeah. love to meet people that just meant that I was, you know, in demand the whole time. There were people waiting. They saw my wife. I was in the bathroom yeah. and some guy, I, I go to the bathroom and some guys talk to my wife. I'm like, okay, what's going on? I just yeah, try yeah. to hit up my wife. He's like, you're Steve, right? I say, yes. I saw your wife. And then, and then, you know, we talked there for like 40 minutes. That's so cool. That's yeah. So, cool. so and, 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 and these are people that are, you know, genuine fans and help to support your channel. And without these fans, we would be nowhere. We would yeah. just be, because without, without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do, you know, without the views and the likes and the comments and the ebook purchases and everything else that f- helps us uh, to grow our business. Without them, they, we would be nowhere. So Agreed. that's why I was always find it surprising that some of these guys never want to keep, give the fans their time. Yeah. Yeah. 
I never like to use the word fans personally. I, I yeah, I'll, I'll use the word followers. Fans, followers yeah, I'll say followers, means- supporters. I know what you mean, but for me personally, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going to use that word. I feel like like DLB. She has fans. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, yeah, Big right, Rami. Right. He has fans. Me, I have people that follow what I'm doing. That's <laughs> that's the no, way I always phrase it yeah. for myself personally. But I totally agree, man. It's, and it's that, like the th- yeah, it's like a crew. I would say it's yeah. a crew. So I started this vigorous, vigorous crew stuff yeah. years ago. And people were like, eh, vigorous crew, what's up? That's cool. And I think you have like a think big crew as well, right? The loyal followers and listeners. And, yeah. and, and they really appreciate what you do. And they might sign up for Patreon or, or you know, another service. And, and, and they go such a long way, you know? Yeah. So I, I loved meeting all these people. So that was, that was a highlight, like realizing that or meeting the people that actually made all of this happen. Yeah. And yeah. then another one, what I, what I really liked was, um, I, I've been following Milo Sarchev for, man, since the beginning, because he was one of the few pros who would actually talk openly yeah. right, about drugs. Yeah. And he, uh, on, on, on Mitsu Okabe, he would crack jokes, right? Those old uh, Mr. Olympia DVDs, and Mitsu was like, oh, don't talk about this. And he would just keep going. Yeah. And he would do these seminar videos. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, 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 man, it's so much content that Milos put out. Absolutely. And he would post and get big. And then I, I finally met Milos in the gym. We had a little chat, and then I met him at the expo at the gym supplement from Jim, Jim Sapani, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. So he... Yeah, so I stood in line there for a bit, and then he cut the line and said, Steve, come in. You know, yeah. Come in. And, then he, and then he introduced me as one of the experts of the fitness industry. Oh, wow. Like, yes. That's cool, man. Yes. That's oh, cool. That felt That's cool. so good. You are definitely a fan. So good. You are a fan of Milos, and that's okay. You know, we can call it. That's, yeah. that, that's where I, I draw love, that I, line. I love he, that guy. You know, I mean, me too. He, he keeps it real. He keeps it legit. Yeah. And he, he was I learned so much from this guy about insulin and, and, oh, and yeah. loading protocols. And, you know, so I, I wouldn't be at this position without guys like Milos actually sharing because nobody was sharing at that time. He was one of the few. Yeah. And you know what, too? I feel you like know? people will give Milos shit at this point because they're like, oh, we don't right. use insulin the way Milos did. You know, that's too much insulin. And this is the problems with that and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, is that he had to come up with those ideas in order for us to build yeah. off them and get to where we are today. Exactly. I don't think we'd have intra-workout yeah. shakes the way we do now. You know, intra-workout, or no. I'll just say pairing workout nutrition the way it is today without Milos. Yeah, like he was a big part of developing no, I, that, you know? He was he was the guy that, that you know, recommended or, or figured out that you need about 10 grams of carbs per one unit of insulin, right? Yeah, Through I think experimentation. So. He was one of the first to, and and of course he, he designed something with Dave Palumbo, I believe, who got it from Colette Nelson. So these are the pioneers, and then of course we build upon that. But you need to be the first in something, and I think if we look, look ten years ahead, things yeah. that that I introduced to the fitness industry, people will write off as uh, Steve was full of shit. Yeah, but that was the best option we had at the time. Okay, yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> you know? absolutely. So. And, and plus, I, I had a lengthy discussion with Milos at um, at finals afterwards when uh, Samson Dauda placed sixth, who should have placed fifth. He looked fantastic, it's man. It's amazing how much progress he's made, too, in such a short time, yeah. isn't it? So, so I, t- I told him, said, how many guys did you put on stage? Or I asked him, how many guys did you put on stage with a fat stomach? He said, well, never really happened. Yeah. I said, you love insulin, right? Yeah. I said, yeah, I love it. <laughs> But I love insulin too, dude. I'd like, and I've put people on pretty hefty insulin dosages. Yeah. And they could all pull a vacuum on stage. So I don't, I'm not, 
I don't know where all this bullshit is coming from. The insulin is going to blow out your stomach and blah, 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 blah. But your nutrition has to be on point. Yeah. You know? Yes, it does. Okay. Dennis, Dennis James had a bit of a bloated stomach, you know, but I think that's one of the few guys that the, uh, Milos um, coached. And I know Dennis was living in Thailand at the time and there was very low options available regarding periodontal oh, nutrition. Yeah, yeah. So I think the limitations of Thailand just, you know, contributed to his, um, you know, organ growth. Huh. Um, so, yeah. So let's not go into depth there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so, so I think like talking with Milos in, in, in that level, that was really good. It was great to meet you finally. It you was too, great to man. meet Derek. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you got to hang out with Derek, Derek in LA, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like two weeks ago. So I just posted a picture yesterday. Okay. Like yeah. The, 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 getting caught the, up for Christmas. Yeah, getting caught up. Ah, you were like, okay, let that let that picture sit for a while. Otherwise, we're gonna break the internet. Yeah. You know, you know how people are. Oh, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that, man. So, I've heard that. They're like, you guys, right. you heard. and Liver King and Derek were all in on this to boost up yeah. Liver King's, uh, you know, boost up Brian's notoriety yeah. and all of that. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I met Brian also. He had some liver. Uh, the picture will be up in about two years. <laughs> you did? Did you meet him? <laughs> no, no. Uh, that would have been a that would have been was, a internet breaking photo had you met him. I would have. I don't think there would be. There would have been a photo, but there would have been a talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been a talk. I, I, whether that talk would have continued outside, yeah, um, I'm not sure about. Right? But I think if they, if that talk would have considered, like if, if that talk had to be finished outside, I think we would have both agreed that there will be no pressing charges and whoever got tapped out <laughs> would uh, buy the other one a beer. I mean, you know. He's a pretty big right? guy. Whatever. He's running He's a pretty heavy cycle He's... from what I hear. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, yes. I don't know. All the growth hormone might make you a bit sluggish. You know? It slows yeah. your reaction time. Who knows? Yeah. 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 So no, so no. Rick Collins. Nobody served me, or no, uh, no. Liver King. Uh, nobody served me any documents. Yeah. I asked. Uh, thanks for the introduction to Rick Collins. By the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Hope um, you guys get to do something yeah. together too, man. I think he he yes. is such an asset in our community. Talk yes, about people yes. who've done things behind the scenes. Oh man, he's mm. he's helped a lot of people in a lot of situations um, with bodybuilding. You know, I should it's, just preemptively give him a retainer. You know, just yeah. <laughs> just in there case. you go, just in case. That way, you got him on your side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I maybe should talk to this. So I, I had a good conversation with him, and uh, already a couple of emails uh, and messages back and forth. So we'll probably do a podcast at one point. Nice. And uh, yeah, so I set up a lot of podcasts. That's yeah, great, the first man. one. That's first great. Because you get special, you always get special privilege. All right. And we first, don't even really have one. a topic. Yeah. This is going to be like, you're, out of all the podcasts you do, this will be like the least successful one because we're just like BS. No. Again, you know? No, but that's, I mean, dude, it was so great to meet you and your wife and you're sitting around and bullshitting and having fun. I mean, that's that's what podcasts should be about. It's just friends catching up and and the listeners get to join in for the ride. And then when you finally meet them, they're, they're, you, they're like your best friends. Yeah. 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 That was one of my highlights like, was getting to meet everybody there, yeah. you know, getting to meet. Yeah. Cause like I said, when we first started and it was audio only, it was a different world and you had to be a pretty hardcore yeah. fan to, to know where you were, to know who you're talking to, you know, if you found me at an yeah. expo or something, but, but nowadays it's different with video cause a lot more people can recognize mm -hmm. you. And, 
it made me feel really grateful, honestly. Like it made me feel a lot of gratitude to have what what I have, you know, to have the listenership mm-hmm. that we have, to have the following we have, to have the community that we've built. And I do feel like yeah. that we do have a good community of people that are in general pretty positive, you know. I feel like there's a lot of negativity in the world yeah, and a I lot didn't... of polarized thinking and I feel like we have a good community of people who 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 still feel confident in thinking about things and making their own decisions, you know. And that's what I really want to encourage. Right. It's not necessarily the sexiest mm-hmm. thing. People want that black and white answer, but you know, if you're comfortable yeah. with not knowing for sure and trying it out mm-hmm. and making your own decisions, then you know, we're the content for you, I think. I mean you have to look at it this way like you open minds right you give yeah. ideas yeah. for people to uh, get inspired and then learn more I mean I've learned so much of advices and think big over the years right again without your podcast I, I wouldn't be at this position either so I, I think I always got inspired by a lot of the things that you did to learn more and then and then improve upon that like you mentioned before and I, I think the audience is the same way because a lot of guys you know some of them said like dude you're fucking crazy for what you put out yeah like some of your experiments are insane and this is coming from doctors <laughs> yeah or, or, or you know clinicians said dude i love your content but you're fucking crazy i said yeah well you know somebody has to put it out there yeah right and then I'm, I'm sure like if if Ken Skip Hill would go there and talk about his DNP on the couch in the in the what is it in the basement experience. People would think he was crazy too. But oh yeah, somebody has to do it. Somebody has to grow. You know these these avenues and, and yeah. be transparent about it because he could have kept that story all to himself. Like, oh I yeah, tried DNP didn't work. Yeah. End of story. But he went on what that was segment was like 30 minutes, dude. And then it kept coming back up episode after episode after episode as <laughs> yeah, yeah. two H kept bringing it back up. So, yeah. yeah, I loved it. So, so, so these are like almost like, uh, like memes at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you my know, next so question, that's, that's I got right. another question for you then. So no, you, I want to ask you the first, the second. So the first thing is you meet a lot of fans. Oh yeah. Right? And, then, and then it was the second, second best thing. I would say uh, getting to meet everybody that I connect with on these shows, like getting to meet you, getting yeah. to mm-hmm. hang out and have dinner with Ron, having dinner with Dusty, you know, having we had right. we went out to eat a bunch of times, me and you. And and yeah. to me, um, I think that at the end of the day, uh, community is is important to me, being able to build a good, like strong community that can make us better, you know, that as individuals, we can all do our own thing and we can do that successfully. But as, as a group of like-minded people with all having our own takes on things, our own experiences, bringing those things together to me, that's where there's a lot of magic. And I think that, that that's kind of like, there's a synergy there. And, and I, and I love seeing that. So getting to meet all you guys in person and hang out, um, that was for sure a highlight. And I've got a third is getting to hang out with Victoria and just have fun because, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way with your wife that so much of the the day in, day out is not like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so much of it is you sitting no. in your studio <laughs> no. right now, me sitting in right my here. studio right now. 
Yeah. And then when we get off of this yeah. call, we're going to race to do something else, you know, and and it's just, you know, day after day like that to be able to actually spend time and relax. And, you know, as much as some oh, of that yeah. stuff would have been great for a podcast, sometimes it's just nice to have a conversation off the air, you know? Yeah. So uh, this happens to me every holiday. I bring my full gear with me, right? My video <laughs> camera and my, my microphone and my my everything. I don't yeah. record anything because I just want to spend time with my wife. Yeah. And then, you know. So it's like, don't you want to record this? And I just grab the phone and said, get it done. Yeah. Okay, great. I'll use that for B-roll. And then, then you're about your business because, dude, when you're grinding on YouTube, I mean, you're literally working six and a half days a week. We, we talked about this during one of our dinners, right? And then Victoria and, and then my wife, she kind of, they kind of agreed like, oh, these, these guys, they work all the time. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> fuck, these, fuck these guys. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We need some love too, you know. So, yeah. but you, you're like, you know, you you, you schedule days for that, and yes. um, yeah, but that's just what it means when you're self-employed. You try to operate a YouTube channel with, without too much help. Yeah. Um, and of, of course, hopefully next year we can both scale that a little bit better. Yeah. Get some staff on board, reliable staff, and then uh, and then have a little bit more time for the wives. Well, you know? that that was going to be my next question to you. I wanted to talk yeah. about uh, what are so I Victoria and I always do this thing um, at the end of the year, right? Usually New Year's Eve into New Year's um, of yeah. of you know what are the things that we were grateful for in that year, the yeah. previous year, and what are the things that we want to achieve? Basically, um, setting intention for the following year. Right. What are some things you'd want to mm -hmm. set intention for in this next year? Man, I have so many goals. I, I just, yeah. So, I mean, my, my important for next year is just to have kids. That's, okay, that's my most. That's my main thing. It has that's a big to shift. Do with the channel, or it's a big shift. Yeah. So, I think I've reached all my financial goals already. You know, I'm not trying to brag, uh, but I'm I'm financially secure that I can basically retire if I wanted to. And right now, it's just. Like the YouTube channel is, it takes a huge amount of work in helping people, but I do it because I feel I have about five years of information giving left, okay. and then and then I'm I'm tapped out basically at everything that I wanted to talk about, right? And then hopefully the community is better. So this is my 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 five to ten years of giving back, yeah. And then and then that's it. And then I'm really going to retire. So by the time that the kids are really getting to uh, an age where you need to be there full time, you know, to school and, and, you know, that kind of stuff. I just want to be out of it. So I'm going to level up as hard as I can over the next three years. Nice. While having a kid growing in our, uh, in my wife's womb and then in the house. And then, um, and, and then I'm basically want to be done with that shit. I just want to redo my own childhood. Um, it's not <laughs> turning into a sob story, but you know, it could have, my childhood could have been a lot better, so I'm just gonna redo that with my own kids. That that's basically the immediate goal. Yeah. And then hopefully next year. I mean, I, I want to grow the YouTube channel. Um, as weird as it sounds, I want a certain services. I want to reach a certain financial target. Yeah. Um, and 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 scale that appropriately. And then um, I know take don't do like daily videos anymore after a hundred thousand subscribers. Like it's always a race to this hundred thousand or, or I, I saw that Derek did like two videos per day for a million subscribers. Wow. Which I think is insane. Yeah, yeah it's insane. He uh, must have a whole team. Just do like, Does he have a whole team behind him now at this point? He has a whole team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's a whole team. 
So I want to scale it to having a whole team, and then I just want to record and just leave it to the editors. It's like, yeah, you guys figure it out. Yeah, yeah, you I have wanna, to have people you could really it. trust, you know, to to edit yeah. at yeah. that level. You know, I, I don't trust anybody that much yet, you know, at the at this point. To we're be too able OCD. To, we're, we're, we're bodybuilders, yeah. you know. You got to have your chicken and rice and then your five vitamins and your injection ready and you, it's all timed perfectly. Yeah. Right? Yes. And you, that translates into business as well. But if you want to scale it, you can't have your fingers in all the pies anymore. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, so you're 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 doing this now slowly by hiring people and I'm doing it slowly. And I think next year is going to be the year of expansion basically expand or die yeah yeah you and that's the thing you either have to continue growing or you're shrinking kind of like bodybuilding you're not just you're never staying in the exact same place so i'm going to be interested to see what happens with the sport in the coming years Mm -hmm. i'm looking at and and you know i go to the grocery store i don't know what it's like there but i saw Mm -hmm. i saw somebody posted a video of wherever they lived mayonnaise was like 12 dollars a jar and I'm seeing at the grocery store, eggs are like double the price that they used to be. You're going to have to really, brutal, yeah, you're going to have to really, really want bodybuilding in order to keep it in your life when the prices start going up on even the cheap foods, you know? Yeah. It's going to yeah. be tough. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I think, I think this recession is going to last for about another two or three years, maybe longer. And, um, but then you'll see such an explosion of wealth. Just like out of every recession, suddenly everybody has money again. Yeah. So I want to want to basically expand during this time of the recession and, and manage my investments properly. Yeah. So they're now just accumulating slightly. But by the time the recession is over and people start to spend money again, then hopefully those investments will pay off. And then I'm, and I'm basically done, you know, yeah. whatever I want to do. Um, and then it's just mostly about making sure that I still enjoy what I'm doing. Yes. You know, because again, like you grind your socks off, I grind my socks off, but it's not sustainable. No. And I think if you if you have like a couple guys to edit and a couple guys to help with social media, and then once in a while you go on a podcast here or there to grow your channel through that avenue, I think that will be a lot easier. And then the rest of the time, I'm going to play with Legos with my kids. I like the sounds of that, man. And that'll be good. Yeah, that's 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 what I plan to do. So that's basically what next year is going to be in motion, right? And hopefully the recession won't be too bad. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of demand for ebooks. Yeah, I can see um, that. That's what I feel. So I'm going to expand. Yeah, because it's cheaper, right? So it's yeah. not personalized advice, but it's like everything consolidated into an easy to digest ebook. Yeah, yeah. And I think the market is going to be pretty popular. Let's all restart with those. Okay. Because I... I, I I probably have 50 more ebooks to write and I have all the material ready. It's just, it's just time, you know, yeah. time what, to get what, it done. And I'm what do you not going to outsource for? What do you sell an ebook for? How, how much does that cost? Um, so the post cycle therapy is like $20. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, if you, uh, if you insulin. need, if you needed to get in on post cycle therapy, I need to do a PCT mm. starting, you know, next month, I could buy that yeah. ebook and it would literally just lay everything out for me. I wouldn't have to do any more. Yeah. And there's a, there's a benefit to that. You don't have to do any more research. You don't have to do any digging. It's you all can there. just, yeah, you can yeah. look it all up. I think that's great. With different kinds of protocols, you know, then how to taper off the drugs. Because if you were on Nandrolone or Trestolone or Trimbolone, yeah. those progestogenic compounds, they keep suppressing you after you stop. Right? For, For a months. long time, man. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it describes. So listen, if you use any of these compounds or for a certain period of time, your PCT is going to be much lengthier. Yeah. And you need to use certain drugs way longer, um, or you need to 
do a TRT and HCG bridge to kind of, you know, clean out and slowly restart and then use the CIRMs to really bring your LH and FSH levels back up. So I have an ebook about that, an ebook about insulin use, um, an ebook about growth hormone and IGF-1, and then about how to really sustain your insulin sensitivity, right? When you're really freaky big, that barely sells. Yeah. But, you know, when you help people to world championships, that was like on my mind. Like, how do you maintain insulin sensitivity when you're eating 6,000 calories of food? Yeah, it's and tough. insulin and, and growth hormone. And yeah, it's very tough. So, but I realized that the audience is not those kind of guys. So yeah, that's that interesting. Barely sells. That's interesting. Yeah. So I, I'll probably like a, an ebook about libido, I still have to write. And an yeah. ebook about, um, man, I think just an, a short paper on Trimbalone. I think okay. it would sell really well. Yeah. You know, so it says, I want to be my cycle be test, train, and masterone. Okay. You buy the ebook, uh, test, train, and masterone. Yep. Right. Three $10 purchases, 30 bucks. And then you have all the information that you need. Yeah. I like the sound That's of that, man. Something like that. That's a great yeah. idea. I think, I think for business and, and, and for the community, if, especially during a recession, it would be a very affordable option just to keep going. Yeah, I like you know? the sound of that, man. And and you know, I haven't said this on the show, but I it, but I've said it to you. I think you're a great business mind. You know, the way you think and the I way try. you you you've put your content together, you've been a lot smarter about it than I have. That's for sure, man. Like you've been a lot smarter yeah, it's, about it's, it. I've just blindly just kept pushing forward and kept doing it and kept putting the content yeah. out there, but I've definitely missed a lot of opportunities in the process when I I could have yeah. turned it into more monetization, no question. I've, 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 I've missed so many also, and I had a huge push from Derek and from other people like my clients, for example, who are really into business. Yeah. And they all say, why don't you think about this? Why don't you think about that? And in the mm-hmm. beginning, you're a little bit stubborn. You're like, ah, no, the community, <laughs> the bodybuilding community doesn't accept that. But a, a lot, I think not even 20% of our audience are really hardcore bodybuilders. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. You know, I think the other 80% of judging from the people that I met at the expo, yeah. it's just recreational guys. You know, they really like to get the information. They know way more than they'll ever apply because it's entertaining for them. You know, all these weird things that we talk about are like, holy shit, it, this guy's crazy. I'll never do that. But they'll still like to learn about it. Yeah. And, um, and, and these guys make up the 80%. So as long as you make sure that you cater to them and then still make sure you don't lose track of your core audience. You know, yeah. the hardcore bodybuilders. Um, then, and you provide information for everybody, and you can monetize all these avenues. You know, so I, I that was fun at the Olympia. Like we talked a lot about business. I, I talked with business with you and a lot of other guys and how to grow your YouTube channel. So I'm so fired up with yeah. all the new networking and information that I got in, just out of that weekend. That's cool. That's cool. I felt the same way, man. And I felt, you know, I started focusing on my own fitness again and shifting gears Mm -hmm. towards fat loss and getting in shape. And I, and that the the weekend motivated me in that, which I haven't felt that way in a while. A lot of times I'm like, Oh, go to the bodybuilding shows and I'm already in it and I'm already doing my own thing. Uh, But you know, having gotten sick a couple of years ago and just trying to get strong again, it, it, to me being like it, that I found that as a big, motivator to continue on my own fitness path, which is, right. uh, you know, that right. was, do you realize how fun, do you realize how fucking thick you are? Like from front to back? Oh, I know. I, dude, I feel so small. I, I feel very small. Like, yeah, I'm sure compared to before. Right. So, so I meet you for the first time and I give you a big hug. Yeah. Right? That's what friends do. And I'm like, 
Fuck, dude. That is huge. No, I, I don't so feel that way, dude. I, I feel like I'm like the same. I feel like I'm like a, you know, a, a average size human being at best. You know, that's, that's yeah, the way well, I always feel. But I appreciate I'm that. sure you got a lot of, I'm sure you got a lot of these comments like, Scott, you're so much bigger in real life. How many of those did you get at the expo, uh, right? Yeah. I don't, Hundreds. Yeah. Uh, well, I yeah, I I don't know. I don't see myself that way, you know. But that's that's part no, of that's, that's so, part of the addiction, right? That's our curse. <laughs> that's our curse, right? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, I'm getting better at it though. Like I used to be like 260. Yeah, you know, thick as a brick. And I could imagine that you know, based you off br- your frame and stuff. I could see 260 on you. Yeah. But you still looked big, dude. Your arms are fun. You got you know your arms are they stand out on you. You got a good set of arms on yeah. you. That was the first thing I noticed Thank when you, we thanks. met. Yeah. I think you saw the cheesecake that I had. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you funny. So I came back, right? And I'm like, I gained eight kilos. So I, I left to America at like 225. A little depleted? I came back at two. F- yeah, I depleted. I fasted for a couple of days because yeah. I wanted to travel, you know, properly in economy. So I felt like I had a little bit more space that way. Yeah. Of course, then you eat at all the crazy places in America because how many opportunities like that do you have? Yeah. So I ended up at like, 245. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 245. Yeah. And so I had to fly back like that. Yeah. And then I come here. So I've been fasting since Sunday. So this is day three of fasting. It's now Tuesday, right? Where we're recording. Okay. And I trained back today. I had a massive pump. I didn't yeah, eat oh, any yeah, food you for did. three days. You see, I still like- had a massive pump after all the garbage, all the hamburgers and the hash browns and the, and the french fries and and the cheesecakes and the ice cream. Yeah, I'm still pumped. And people are like, oh, Steve, you're big. I haven't eaten anything in three days. I still get pumped. I don't know what's going on. It's, so that's how bad I ate the whole two weeks that I was there. I knew it was going to happen, though. But I, I think that judging by my lower back, it's not that bad. No, nah, you can only gain so much fat, you know, in a couple of weeks. So, Oh, oh, oh. I can, I can outdo any Mr. Olympia with the post, uh, post-competition rebound. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I can I can get chunky real fast if I want to. I think I'm gonna you know my my goals for 2023 are they're gonna be similar to yours minus the having kids part. We don't we don't want kids. We're happy without them. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to helping Victoria launch her career. You know I mean she's already she already has one, but it's really not as official as it's gonna be in this yeah. next year. So I'll be excited to see what she does and help to support sure. her. And um, I wanna I wanna continue figuring out how I can better utilize my time in 2023 Mm -hmm. because that's only going to allow me to a put out more content and b Mm -hmm. um keep the quality up and c be able to give myself some my own time too you know i I don't want uh after having gotten really sick you know a couple years ago i recognized that this could be it you know you never know when your time is going to be up Mm -hmm. so even mm-hmm. though I am always really busy with both client work and, and I try to stay really in good contact with what's going, I always want to know what's happening with my clients. I want to be able to like, right. I want to be able to kind of have a very solid idea in my head of where they're at right now, where they're mentally You know at. what you need to do in that aspect, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and that takes you, time. You need and to then double your prices. Yeah. Double your prices. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do need to bring those prices up. All your clients are like, Steve, you motherfucker, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Steve. Well, they've they've come up some, but I know I'm still below the average. And I've always, my my look has always been that, like, I've been making enough money to make my 
bills and be able to do the things that I enjoy. Plus, I yeah, I podcast right. nonstop, and there's income there. So I'm like, you know, right. that's enough for me. But I, you know what I do? I do honestly. I know I deserve more. So uh, that's going to be a goal, I, I, though, is increasing the finances this yeah. year. Yeah, I, th- I think that will do you. Uh, like it's where does it sound? It's not about greed, but. With money comes opportunity and freedom. You can literally yeah. buy freedom by outsourcing certain things to other people. Yeah. Right? So instead of editing for four hours yourself, you outsource it to somebody else. You pay yeah. them. Yeah. And then you focus two of that hours on making more money and two hours just know, playing video games. Yeah. If <laughs> right, right. Yeah. If, really, if you want to. If you want to. I just Whatever you want to do. Like, like as, as, okay, so my consultation rates are quite high, right? Yeah. I, I charge $1,000 per hour. Yeah. So I had one consultation per day when I was in the U.S. And in that one hour in the morning that I had a call with somebody in the other side of the world or within the U.S., I, I basically financed my entire trip. You, one one per day, you're saying, not just one while you were there. Yeah. Yeah. No, one per day. Yeah. So almost every day I still had a consultation. And, and as, as high as the rates are compared to other people, um, I'm still in demand, yeah. and and that allows me to. I mean, you have your one hour per day work, and the rest of the day I'm having fun with my wife. You know, so yeah. of course, when I get back, it's back to the grind because YouTube and and everything else takes so much time. But I think if you progressively level up, and you know, if I can do it, everybody can do it. Um, I mean, I know guys that charge five thousand dollars for a one hour call. Yeah, wow, <laughs> they get it too. You know? yeah, yeah, capitalism is crazy, but it depends on your target audience. Yeah. So I, I, I think if you really focus on the business aspect next year, you can probably triple your revenue within a year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, my goal is though to, to definitely bring that up. And if I can go to double, I mean, I, I and I think I'm capable of it. Double is already I've, great. Yeah. yeah. I think I've, I think I have that they, potential just because there's a lot of avenues that have been untapped. So. I have to. Yeah. Uh, I have to add to this. I have to add to my uh, my money clip. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, yeah. I kept so this you at my desk. That here. Yeah, yeah. So this Steve gave me yeah, a, yeah. a gift, guys, while I was there. He brought this out to uh, the first day we met. This is a money clip, yeah. and this is what is this called? This the money you guys have there. So this is bot. This is from Thailand. So this is okay. the current king Rama Ten. And uh, since I would love you to and Victoria to come over to Thailand, I figured what's better. Then a thirty dollar advance. Is that what this is um, worth? About thirty bucks. Yeah, it's about thirty bucks. Holy yeah, shit! It's about 30 well, thank bucks. you. Yeah, thank you. I was really good. It's worth as. Yeah, my pleasure, man. It's not worth as much as the money clip. That's a little bit worth more. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you see the the emblem that I put in there? You put that in there. That yeah, that's a special. I didn't realize special that. thing. It says think. Yeah, so that's think. So every time I, you spend money, you have a discount code. I thought that you had, uh, I thought it was just a coincidence, <laughs> like that was just the brand or something. No, I, put that, I made sure that they put that in there because that's your code, right? So Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, that, so, that's so, even more special. That's cool. I, I'm keeping this at my desk, honestly. I have it sitting yeah. right here so that it's I, kind I, of a reminder. Right yeah. So I got this one for my wife. I got a thousand baht in there too. Yeah. So I got this one for my wife like yeah. six, six years ago. Yeah. And uh, this is a gold one with the... Crocodile leather, black. Ooh. And this one doesn't have an emblem because she didn't love me that much. <laughs> Should have said Steve or something like that. Vigorous or something like that. Steve that Vigorous. one is like six years old. 
Yeah, yeah. So that one is six years old and it still looks good. So it's like the perfect gift. Yeah. You know, uh, for, well, for, from a financial perspective. I appreciate that. And like I said, I'm, I'm loved- keeping it here at my desk so that when I work, I have I have a couple notes. I have a note that says, what's important now? Question mark. Yeah. I have another note that says, solve problems. I have a... Uh, oh, yeah. You still have those, right? Yeah. I have a fortune cookie You have thing. the relax one? No. Relax? I have a, what was the, what was? I have a fortune cookie thing that says, courage is not the absence of fear but rather the the judgment that something else is more important than fear. So I have those nice. three things and I have I have the money clip to remind me to stay grounded. Okay. Yeah. So so hopefully you can level up the income and then fill that money clip up and then you get a, a nice holiday in Thailand. That'd be great, man. That'd be cool. And you said there's a lot of people yeah. who podcast from Thailand, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of people here. Um, I, I met so many YouTubers. Oh, is, my, is my internet connection down again? It went a little oh. fuzzy, but it's back. It's back. You're, you're looking fuzzy. good. You're, you never stop sounding good. So there's. The okay, thank God. Okay, so there's a lot of YouTubers here um, yeah. that just, you know, do their own thing. Some of them are into gaming, some of them are into uh, travel or cryptocurrency or, or stock trading. And so the community here is very, very big and they're all kind of low key hanging out and you know, doing their own thing. And then we talk with them and then you start talking revenue and, and possibilities and you really open your eyes. Okay. Because I, I know there's so many guys here that tapped all avenues. That's why I try to tap all financial avenues as well. Yeah. And it's not because I'm greedy, but I, I just want to retire, man, at one yeah. point. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, I saw when I was consulting, I saw guys that worked themselves to death until like 68 years old. Yeah. And they were miserable. So I said, okay, early 40s, and then it's just, you know, taking it easy. So I'm, I'm getting to that point. Right? The, the kid will be a good, um, like, first step in that direction. And then after that, it's just slowly, slowly phasing out, you know, hands off more and more and more and more. Yeah. So where's Steve, right? He's, you know, doing his thing with the kids. Yeah. Well, you're getting ahead of us for 2023. That'll be that'll be like 24 and 25, right? Is what we what you I think? I know, man. My fertility is pretty fucking good already. So. Okay. Well, you got nine months then uh, to really bust ass. You know. You got, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see what you can do. I in know, nine maybe we'll get us. Maybe we'll get a September baby. You know, that would be great. Said, Steve, how did you do it? I said, I just practice. Yeah. Shoot for yeah. September 6th. That's my birthday. Yeah. It's a good day. Okay, I'll try. It's a good day. Shit, I'm a little late. I'm a little yeah. Late. Yeah, you're too late on that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm still on TRT, though. So I'm, I'm coming off in February, and then uh, we're going to do the fertility protocol and, and make sure all, and the, uh, the antioxidants are on point. Nice. nice. Yeah. That, that's pretty much my goal for um 2023 and what i'm grateful for for 2022 man so many things i'm happy this fucking pandemic is over yeah we're close to it i'm not happy that i had to take the vax um, yeah but we're, we're keeping it positive um it was kind of i was kind of like bullied into it yeah um Hey, I, again, going to the USA the first time, right, meeting you guys and, and so many people, and that was great. Um, you know, growing as much as I did last year, um, getting four cats. I might yeah. Be a fifth. I might be a fifth 
You might get a fifth. You better hold off on that because five cats and a baby would be a lot to handle. Yeah, you'd be your hands would be full. I think four Actually, cats. Actually, it's a quite easy. Run. Yeah, it's quite quite easy. Yeah, so we, you know we have a whole routine of what yeah. they need to do. You know when they need to eat and when they need to get cleaned. And I think you can handle another one and and a, and a baby. You know, my wife will be fully retired by the time. She'll yeah. be just housewife. You know, she's she's done her part working um so she'll be just full-time babysitting and then her mom will retire by that time so she'll help out there you go and then i just need a good and i need a good studio room so i don't need to listen to all the time no. gibberish <laughs> <laughs> so what else am i grateful for man um i know just being in a good position in life finally yeah i think that's the most important thing where you're like Financially secure and and respected by your peers, having a good support team around you. Like we we were in communication uh, quite a lot recently for uh, this Liver King drama, so I'm highly appreciative of that. And you know, just having like good people around you. Yeah. And because yeah. uh, even though it's it's abroad, I know you you guys are solid people, and then I have solid people somewhere else. And in Thailand, it's. You know, it's a little bit funky, funky cases here. Like, okay, um, it's a bit hard to really find good people. Like, that are good through and through. There are people out there, but sure. it's you can I can I can count them in one hand. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, Thailand Thailand attracts yeah. a special kind of people. And okay. uh, but it's yeah, it's it's good. Like worldwide, I have a great support system. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you're like at a position in life where you don't really want more, much more. You're like, oh. I'm, pretty content with where I am right now, which for me is, uh, one of, I think the first time in my life I'm like actually content. That's pretty cool, man. And that's, uh, yeah. and I, I think too, it's interesting because uh, sometimes I think some of the listeners might look at that and feel in some situations like, well, this guy is not like me, but I don't see it that way. I see it at the reality being that you you could have been just like anybody else. You've worked hard to get where you're at. And anybody else that's listening mm-hmm. to has that freedom to also step outside of their comfort zone. Because yeah. that's really what it takes is, I think, and for me mm-hmm. to reach my goals in 2023, it's going to take stepping outside of a comfort zone or two, you know, yeah. to be able to right. get there. Right. I think that's the hard part, man, is, uh, you know, the fear it is. It is. Of, of change, really. Yeah, or the fear, or the fear of failure. I mean, how? For sure. I mean, how many, how many YouTube channels stay afloat for so many years? You know, I yeah. Mean, you've been around way longer than I have, and you're still grinding and, and kicking ass. You know. Yeah, I got and, a late um, start at trying to grow, though, is what I think it comes down yeah. to. Yeah, you know? it's it's YouTube game keeps evolving. You know, you really like nowadays you compete with Netflix and uh, yeah. and and all that stuff. So you really have to keep the audience retention, like what we're doing, podcasting. People are after ten minutes are like already falling asleep. Yeah. Um, so if you don't put in spicy visual, visuals and yeah. overlays, and uh, you know zooming in and zooming out, then people kind of doze off a little bit. So TikTok ruined it in that sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shortened our attention Thanks, thanks TikTok. Yeah. 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 Right. So it's it's yeah, and, and they force you to put the timestamps and only watch like three timestamps of your full podcast. Yeah. Uh, I got a I got a tip for you. When you see the timestamps, you see in your audience retention, right? You see like certain periods of time. Oh yeah. That the, that the retention goes up, you put an ad right there. Oh, that's a good call. Right. <laughs> that's a good call. Yeah. Good move. Yeah. If you want to see that, 
do me a solid, sit through the ad. It's just a little little box at the bottom of the screen. Just click it away or click on it if you see something that you like. Yeah. You put an ad right there. If you that's what you want to watch, all you have to do is sit through this ad, and everybody's happy. Yeah, yeah, it helps you us know? out. There's that's no how your revenue goes up too. So, man, now I lost track. Where were we? I don't even know, man. I don't even know. <laughs> we're going down a rabbit hole there, I think. Yeah, right, right. So it's, yeah, this, this, yeah, I really lost it there. Well, nice. to, I mean, to sum up, though, we were talking just, to, we were kind of wrapping, wrapping things up and talking mm-hmm. about, you know, the things that you were grateful for. Um, yeah. And I, I would say, for me, I find that inspiring. That's that's kind of what I was getting at is that I find that inspiring because that's going to be my goal is to get where you are now. You know, I, and I, I can right. say that with all humility, I may have done this longer than you, but I haven't focused on actually trying to make it a way to retire. You know, I've been happy. I've been content yeah, right. with being able to pay my bills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I know that you know, I know the value is higher than that and that, uh, you know, that's that's going to be my goal is to try to you have to, have to kind of life, you know, I, I, I think. You have to look into like an exit strategy at one point because you can't be on YouTube forever, just like you right. can't be a, a bodybuilder forever. Right. And then at the peak of your channel or the peak of your bodybuilding career, how much would it be worth to sell it right, as a business? Yeah. And when you're at the peak of a place, like if I were to sell my YouTube channel now, could I retire? Hmm. Probably not. But yeah. end of next year, probably yes. Right, that's just from selling the YouTube channel as a business. Right. right? The right. amount of revenue that it generates on a monthly basis, the consultations, the which of course is all me. So it, it that would never be a feasible option to sell it. Right. But I think you want to get to a point where your business is thriving, where if you were to get an offer, it would be represented in several million. Right. Then yeah. you can say, okay, yeah, here, take the channel. I'll take the money. I'll be in the Bahamas. See you guys later. Right. Yeah. And then once in a while you post like a, a Sean Ray selfie of your feet and, a, and, and a tequila on the beach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of those. So I think, I think that's basically how you have to look at it. So I always knew that at one point people would get bored of me, whether that's in three years or five years, or 10 years on YouTube. Yeah. At one point I learned everything, you know, right. And then they're younger, fresher, more, um, knowledgeable and, and more aggressive and, and more driven guys are going to pop up and they're going to overtake you, which is totally fine. And then by that time, you've already made your money and you're like, okay, thanks so much. I hope you learned something. And uh, I'll be at the expo, you know, in case you want to talk with an old timer. Yeah. Right? <laughs> which it happens fast <laughs> in this sport, you know? Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, my God. Yeah, especially. So I think once you get to that point, you know, I th- that was basically my goal and I, I'm, I'm pretty close to reaching it. And, uh, you know, everything else, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't really set these crazy goals of myself. Like I want to win the Mr. Olympia 10 years in a row. That's, that's, that's a pretty hefty goal. And you know? I, I know I would never be able to get there, but I think so far the goals that I've set and, and were, you know, I've attained all of them. So besides having kids, that's, that's like the last to do list. All right. Well, listen, the last one. Yeah. let's wrap this thing up. Uh, I am excited. Sure to see both of us uh, reach our goals this year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'll, you know, more importantly, I'm excited for the journey. I'm grateful 
I'm grateful yeah. that we can be here to do that. And I'm grateful that we, I'm grateful for anybody who's still listening to this show right now, put it that way, you know, yeah. that's, right. that's cool. Right. And I, I do, I have a lot of gratitude for people that follow our stuff. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what each of us can do with our channels this year for 2023. And uh, man, I'm going to just look forward to watching it unfold. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be very excited to see all the people next year when I go to the Mr. Olympia again, because I will be back. Yes. I had such a great experience to meet all the new fans and the old fans that I met last year. Right? Or this year, perspectively we're, speaking. We're looking to do a live podcast with like, Arnold this year, this next year, this oh, 2023. Shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That'd yeah, be cool. I might, I might have to come. I mean, that's and, only in a couple months, though. So that'd be, a, that'd be a big ask for you to come out, you know, for that. But, I, I could go again for a podcast. Yeah, why not? It's in Ohio, though. But yeah, um, the Arnold's something else, though, man. Ch- it's a different animal. Yeah. It's crazy. Like it's it's truly the energy there is absolutely wild because it all everything is yeah. all taking place in the same spot. You know, it's wild. Yeah, I think it's like like FIBO, FIBO in Germany. It was huge. Yeah, it's like multiple event halls with all everything that's related to fitness. Everything. Yeah. Everything's so in that same bodybuilding spot. competition. There's everything in one spot. And you can walk for hours and hours and hours yeah. and network and meet people and, and business opportunities. So yeah, I might I might come to the Arnold. My wife won't come because it's freezing in Ohio. Yeah, it'll be she's real cold then. Allergic to, she's allergic to the cold, but I'll I'll fatten up and then uh, probably swing by. There yeah. you go. We'll have to get you a business sure. class ticket by the time you you bulk up for that. Oh, I don't know. That's so expensive. Such a big price difference, man. Yeah, I wouldn't do B- it. Business I wouldn't class. Do it. I'd suffer. I'd just suffer no. for the whole twenty hour, twelve like, hour ride, whatever it is. I I could buy so much cheesecake with the price difference. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, man. What do you say? Sure. It's good. All yeah, right. for sure. It was good to talk to you. It was good to see you. We'll talk again soon. You too, man. Guys, if you haven't subscribed to Vigorous Steve, go check him out. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, both of us bringing content to you guys for 2023. Thanks for following. That's right. Thanks for meeting us. Good show. All right.